This is episode number 110. What is yearning to be expressed? With Laura Staley. Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Oz podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who've overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make two brief announcements. First one being regarding our upcoming events. And the second one is weekly virtual meetup that we started called Courageous Conversations. First things first, some of you have been asking us, when is the next event? And to answer your question, it will be towards the end of April, April 25th and 26th to be exact, in Philadelphia. The theme there is called Survive to Thrive. This is an opportunity for you to be a part of a group, a part of a community of individuals who have overcome rather unique circumstances within their lives. This is a two-day experience where you'll get a chance to hear from speakers from all over the country that speak on this particular topic and mindset of what it meant to go from survival to thriving within the current beings that they are today. The second announcement that I wanted to make is in regard to courageous conversations. These are weekly conversations that we started where people had joined us through Zoom, free of charge, and every single week we get to explore a topic that is most relevant to our lives. So I want to extend this invitation to any of you listeners who are looking for a community or a group of individuals where you can belong, be seen, be valued, and be supported along your journey. For more information, please go to our website, and that is overcomingodds.today, where you'll be able to find more details on how to join this particular tribe. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back to another episode of the Overcoming Odds podcast. Today's guest is someone that I was connected to through a mutual friend of ours, Shelly Brown, a couple, and it's been, I think, months by now. And um, her and I had had many interactions. Some of them included the weekly conversations that we started called Courageous Conversations that really just provide a space for us to be us and embrace our own individual journeys. So without further ado, please welcome Laura Staley. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Oleg. It's a it's an honor and privilege to be in this conversation with you. And thank you, Shelley, for um, introducing Oleg to me. <laughs> I appreciate. It. I'm sure Shelley will be listening. She always tends to um, do that, especially if if it's people that she introduces and um, believes in, such as yourself. But you know, for me, I I really wanted to um, have you on this show for a couple a couple of different reasons. I think first one is you have a very interesting um, story as far as who you have become and how you've been able to use a lot of your past events and circumstances and experiences to help other people see themselves and better understand who they are. And so I want to be able to start this off for though, for a lot of our listeners who are not familiar with your story by asking you this uh, rather loaded question, and that is, who are you? How would you describe yourself? Wow, that's a profound question. Uh, wow. 
well, I now know that I'm not my role, I'm not my titles, I'm not my PhD, I'm not the thoughts that I think, I'm not even the experiences that I've had. Uh, I would say that I have um, connected with that witness consciousness, that fly in the wall that watches me. Mm -hmm. And that part of me feels connected to source, to God, to universe. It's loving, it's kind, it's compassionate. Um, so I am love, I am peace, I'm compassion, I'm vulnerable, I'm brave, I'm so many things. <laughs> um, I'm resilient, I'm strong, I'm goofy, <laughs> I'm all the characters of my personality. Um, I'm made up of all the experiences that have ha ha happened, but they, uh, as often I hear, they are things that shaped me but didn't mm -hmm. define me. Mm -hmm. And in terms of, for those who, who do want to know, kind of grounded, a grounded answer, I am the founder of Cherisher World. I created Cherisher World about uh, almost 20 years ago after a flood of a finished basement. And I uh, read, um, I was recommended, I love how synchronicity works. Uh, someone guided me to read the Western Guide to Feng Shui Room by Room by Tara Catherine Collins. And that opened my life into the world of uh, Feng Shui wisdom. And so I help people, not just with their space, but with their hearts, body, souls, minds, because it's often our thoughts and our inner world that's reflected in our outer world and they talk mm -hmm. to each other. And so I have discovered that that inner world is as many is as just as important to enrich and enliven as the outer space. So um, the clutter that might be in your heart of heartbreak or um, I'll say it this way, wounds from the past or traumas, as you release those, you can go into your outer world and also clear, clear the clutter. So I, I guess I'm really about letting go and freeing the soul coming mm -hmm. home to the soul coming home to that place of you that knows why you're here and what you have to contribute mm. that can discover your voice and put voice to the things that you deeply value so um, part of who i am is what i deeply value and i deeply value um, the qualities of courage and vulnerability the uh, the connection, health, mental health, emotional health, health in our space to have us, you know, kind of like being in that inquiry of what has an individual person thrive, heal, and transform. Mm -hmm. I've come through a lot, but I know that transformation is possible. I know healing is possible. And that's something that I love sharing with people. Uh, and it's an individual it's an individual journey, each person, you know, to open and, and be a guide. I mean, I could be, I can be prescriptive and I have, mm -hmm. uh, but sometimes it's just a matter of asking those questions. And when somebody gets all sparkly and excited, you know, you've hit on something that they really, really care about and they really love. On the other hand, if you're talking to them about uh, something painful, a grief, that is something they're grieving, something hard that happened, or an object in their physical space that gives them the creeps. Of course, their energy shifts, right? Mm -hmm. And often, oftentimes, I'm just listening so deeply to another human being's heart and soul that I can point to, gosh, just then you were really, really excited and happy. Connect with that because 
if you have things in your physical space that don't bring that kind of joy and support and nourishment to your to your being mm -hmm. let them go you know a lot of times i'm just giving people permission mm -hmm. to free themselves there's so many things that you mentioned that i wanted to kind of dissect and get deeper into one of the one of them that resonated with me is um you mentioned the time of not having a voice or not being able to fully express that part can, would you be willing to paint a picture for us as far as what that meant and how did you break through that particular situation that you were in and gave yourself the the courage and the ability to be able to speak up for who you felt like you needed to be? Um, well, I uh, I grew up in, in challenging environments with what I would call shape-shifting, um, troubled adults. And so I, I didn't, even though there were definitely moments that I, I spoke up for myself, I was often cruelly shamed or the truth that I spoke about my experience was denied or demeaned or belittled or, you know, that couldn't have happened or there was no bad men at your nursery school or, you know, what, whatever. And so I learned that it was actually dangerous to, to, to speak up because the backlash would be so strong from some of these adults in my life. So I, I had, um, I had, there were, there were many challenges and sometimes it's really difficult to talk about because <laughs> I, you know, it's like, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to burden anybody's heart with a hard because I, I have come, I have come through mm -hmm. and that's mostly what I, I lean into, but know that pretty much the safe havens that we're told that children can be school, your parents' house, um, church, those three places were not safe havens for me. Mm. And uh, so I, I learned part of the, part of the process for me was to learn the people that, that were, that did feel safe, that did feel pretty consistently loving towards me. And so it was, of all things, it was uh, Mr. Rogers, you know, looking out at the TV and saying, I love you, just, you know, I like you just the way you are, which is stunning to me because it was like nobody in my world was really saying that to mm -hmm. me. They just didn't have those, that language and those words because they were dealing with their own troubles. Um, and uh, so somebody like Mr. Rogers, I, I, I kind of lead into that. And that was a, a, a window of safety for me. I know I had a grandmother who was very loving towards me, but I didn't see her every single day. But when I did, I wanted to sit next to her. I wanted to be with her. I felt uh, she was one of the people who I would say really deeply listened. My dad, as much as he could, um, listened. But then he was part of the, the dynamics of that of that household but he did the best he could and he had a gentle countenance about him um i was all often asked to apologize and say i'm sorry for things that i hadn't done you know <laughs> like it's a really mixed up confusing kind of thing so i it it took a while to recognize my own truth and so out in other people's homes, at friends' houses, um, out in nature, 
you know, alone in nature, alone with my own heart and my own kind of anxiety-ridden being, I, I did learn that, you know, squirrels don't yell back at you, trees don't <laughs> criticize you, they don't tell you to laugh like a lady or whatever, or, uh, or harm your body right violate this precious this precious being and body that i i was um so i found safety there and i did begin writing quite a lot i and i dove into books so books and writing became you know journaling um became pathways to begin to put voice to my own truths of my experiences. Mm -hmm. And over time, as I grew to understand the troubled dynamics that I, I the fishbowl, if you will, that I swam in, uh, it allowed me, um, you know, I had the intellectual understanding, but then, you know, to drop into the heart and kind of shed some of those beliefs that I ingested, if you will, and, uh, and let go and kind of, and begin to free my voice. And I, I read voraciously, I'm still a, a reader. I love to read books and see what's possible and to learn about different possibilities. I, as an adult, uh, I did jump into therapy, both, um, you know, talk therapy as well as somatic work, craniosacral and somatic trauma release that helped a lot mm -hmm. to find my voice. I also um, engaged in transformational work with Landmark Education and with Next Level Trainings in Columbus. And in, in those two um, experiences, one was about a decade long and one was over probably a four month period, uh, three years ago. Mm -hmm. All of those things, all of those things helped me uh, free my voice and come to realize that I was a valuable human being mm -hmm. and of, of walking around on the planet. Because honestly, Oleg, there were times that I didn't know why I was here because mm -hmm. it felt like people just didn't even want me to exist. Mm -hmm. So asking that very profound question of like, not only who am I, but why am I here? Mm -hmm. Because it feels like I just show up in the room and people are relating to me like I'm some threat to their existence. Mm -hmm. And so wanting to hide and, you know, and that feeling of, of do I have a right to exist? Um, really what that was, that was tough, right? To kind of struggle with that. And yet there I was, I kept waking up alive the next day, even though I had my life threatened at three years old by a stranger. Um, you know, and so it, there I was alive and then more things, hard things would happen. And yet I was alive. Right. Mm -hmm. And here I am talking to you at this stage in great safety and great um, comfort, you know, in my own body, the most that I've ever had in my life for the last 18 months, because I, I literally moved <laughs> and relocated and that helped free my voice too, because geographically I left the container that had all those memories and triggers mm. and et cetera, et cetera, which was really profound. I, of course, I left all the people that I loved. You know, I have dear beloved friends and um, I have two adult children. My daughter is still back in Ohio and my son in, uh, in California. So it's been a very, very long, persistent, enduring walk to discover 
my voice and to heal and to continue to transform. And it's still in process. I'll probably be in this process for the rest of my life to keep, mm-hmm. seeing, you know, like you were saying earlier in the conversation, seeing layers of, and just bearing witness to what actually had happened. And it was confusing because, uh, you know, like one story is I had a very middle-class life, right? My dad was a college professor. My mom was a teacher. They were known in the community. And so outside there was like this public persona, if you will, right? But it, behind hidden doors, behind closed doors and in private interactions, whoa, <laughs> you know, it was, it, it was ugly. And, and so to integrate somehow make sense of these, this dichotomy, if you will, of, wow, how could, how could these adults shape shift? It's like my, uh, my son and I, my, my son and I would often have conversations about how adults could be so kind and polite to other adults, but really cruel to children. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you know, and he was seeing it right. It's just this little boy. And we had conversations and, and include my, my daughter in those conversations too. And it was just like, you know, he, his capacity and even my daughter's capacity to, to notice that how, how people can, can shape shift. So then what do you, who do you, what do you lean into? And then being able to lean into your own sense of dignity, sense of self. Yeah. Who do you let in? Really, right, really. As part of that process. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like the inner world becomes super <laughs> important, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, if everybody's out here, woo, you know, and it's not, it's not to say that that in any given moment, I might laugh or cry or, you know, have these different expressions of who I am. But, you know, is my energy being, you know, pretty consistent? Do I, do I show up pretty, you know, at peace in my core? And can you count on that from me, you know, now? And, and certainly part of my hard journey was shedding all, the, all those behavior patterns that I kind of adopted and going through those experiences. Yeah. So it, it was not, it was a, it was a really, it was a, whoo, it's still, it's still a, at times a, a tough uh, walk. It's a lot easier now. Yeah. I mean, there are la- layers to it, as you mentioned, yes, right? And, yes, and even exactly. though you might've worked through one, you never know how that new understanding and knowledge of what you have now is going to impact the moving forward, which it brings me to the question that you and I wanted to explore at the beginning of this conversation. And that is what is yearning to be expressed? And I think that's a really interesting question because of all of the things that you have been through and also put yourself through as far as transformation and change and and everything. So I think what's important to note within this is knowing the person that you are today what are you trying to show through that? What type of impact are you trying to have on people and have them develop an understanding through your own particular story? Oh, that's a great question. Um, That is possible. My life is a testament that is possible to heal that it's possible to um, 
forgive, that it's possible to be in process of forgiving, Mm -hmm. that it's possible to go from kind of a terrified, um, kind of my own tortured, unworthy, mm, pretending I had it all together person to somebody who feels confident and worthy and real and more integrated and peaceful than I ever have in my life. So for me, the transformation is from the inside out in how I experience life. So to be able to wake up this morning and go for a run and just feel immense gratitude Mm -hmm. in my heart for this precious body that I have and the health that I have because I know there are people who don't you know they're struggling with some kind of health challenge maybe they they feel at war with their their own body right mm-hmm. and I've now embraced this body even though it was it was violated and physically abused um when I was younger younger version mm-hmm. of this body, right? Because this body is, you know, every seven years, right? The cells change and, and all of that. Um, so yeah, that it's, it's possible um, to have this experience of the exquisiteness of being alive, even when it's hard. And even when, and that I can, that I can choose to be grateful for all of it, mm. for every bit of it, Oleg, um, right up to this moment, you know, looking in your eyes and feeling your deep listening to my story and to what I have to express. So that it's to say that it's possible to, to the extent that we can as human beings transcend the, the, the difficult and that I could become a decent human being. <laughs> you know, I kind of laugh like, oh, you know, I didn't, I, I mostly didn't become a dickhead, you know? <laughs> excuse me, but you know, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm a decent person. And if I do something that's unkind, I catch it pretty quickly. Right. And have I done and said things that, whoa, you know, I'm ashamed of that. Absolutely. All of us have, Mm -hmm. you know, right. And it's like that self forgiveness, but I know what I'm responsible is in this container. It's right here. That's all I'm ever responsible for Oleg. And Mm -hmm. so I could communicate that to people that it, it, like, it's not my business to get inside your inner world. That's your business. Mm-hmm. But if, if I've inspired you or if, if something I've said has sparked your heart or opened your heart in any way, then, then I'm grateful. It's kind of Ralph Waldo Emerson. If one life breathed easier because you lived, mm-hmm. then my life has been a success. Mm-hmm. And gosh willing, more than just one life. But my son breathes and he's alive. I almost lost him twice. My daughter is thriving and alive and a vibrant, decent, they're do decent people. And um and that I get to still be their mom, even though they're adults, is such a rich blessing. So there's two lives, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, that I can say, okay, I know for sure that I learned deeply how to love and treat them with dignity and, and deep respect and unconditional love. Mm. Um, yeah, I th- obviously there's a lot. 
but it, yeah, it was a big question. <laughs> it's a big question. But if I could sum it up, I would say it's a holistic transformation. Mm -hmm. It's a transformation of space, of heart, mind, body, soul. And my life is a walking, breathing, living, beating heart, loving testament that it's possible to love even after you've lived through some heinous, yeah. heinous, heinous I think it's, in, it's interesting that you mention all of that. So there's recently um, a quote that I came across and it says, one day you'll tell your story of how you have overcome what you are going through now and it will become a part of someone else's survival guide. Ugh. And it's so true because I think every single one of us has the ability to share the story. And I think sometimes what ends up happening is we look for those um, perfect opportunities to do so, right? And we, we actually hold ourselves back from sharing what we're going through. I mean, whatever, whatever it may be, divorce, a breakup, financial stress, you know, whatever other problems that come as, as part of this experience and journey that we go through. And so we hold back and thinking that, okay, once I get through this, then I'll share it. But really, I think what's, what's more important is just share wherever you are. You know, there's no, you just have to start. Yeah. <laughs> I think you figure out the how as you go through it, but just understanding, and I really appreciate you sharing all this. It just, you know, just like you said, to yourself, there are still elements of feeling that you're going to have to go through oh. and forgiveness and acceptance and all those things. And yeah. so will I, and so will everyone else. It, we're never going to hit that destination where we're going to be, okay, now I know it all. Once you, <laughs> right. I've hit, I've, I had moments like that when I hit that and I thought that I knew it, I knew it all. I all of a sudden knew nothing. <laughs> exactly. And that's, I think the trouble sometimes is just, sharing from wherever you are and accepting people for whoever they are, um, regardless of their circumstances and events yeah. that they might've gone through in their lives. Right. Exactly. Well, and I think that the huge capacity to hold compassion for another human being, because mm -hmm. it's like now I know because of all the different and variety of, of both good and challenge, because there were, there've been some really delicious and delightful and, you know, heart lifting of uh, things that have happened, mm -hmm. that have created or, or uh, such, but you know, it's the both and, but um, knowing that I, I am that, I am that, I am that, I am that. And to, and it's a, it's, it is a, it is a becoming um, and seeing and staying open. I think it just, it's really staying open to the next experience and what, what more I can, learn and i definitely see myself as a lifelong learner yeah so, yeah i mean i think that's why i'm a voracious reader because i for instance i you know i thought for years i was an extrovert and i've come to realize that wow i'm actually this this deep thinker i'm <laughs> you know i can like definitely I can, relate <laughs> right? i can be so introspective now can i stand in front of a, a room full of people and and you know perform and speak and interact with them and facilitate a, a workshop absolutely and ask rich questions and you know be of service 
and have a ball? Absolutely. I mean, I had five years of teaching college students, so <laughs> it's great practice, right? And standing in front of a room uh, <laughs> and not knowing what might come out of my mouth. Am I prepared? Probably not. At any rate, um, yeah. So, yeah, we're. I think we're we're always we're always learning something mm-hmm. new about what it means to be alive, what it means to be human, what it means to cultivate quality character, quality character, um, the content of our character, like what, what really is in, inside of me and what am I going to nourish and nurture? And, um, and then, and then those choice points, right. Yeah. You know, did I want to keep nourishing my, uh, my rage? No, I didn't. It, it terrified me. <laughs> You know, and then I would ha- have such shame, and I didn't want to parent my two kids from that place. So that you know, jumping into the containers of support and help, and you know, the facilitating to shed that was was really really important. Um, and to continue to, if if that irritation comes up inside of me, to go, oh, you know, who 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 has joined me now? <laughs> you know, kind of like who, what what something in my current life is triggering something from the past, right? Because mm. I think they're always talking to each other if you've lived through mm-hmm. good, bad, hard, everything in between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But being able to talk about it is is huge. Ah, it's like, ah, the freedom to to even say what's happening right now. Yeah. Right? Like like the certain uh, you know, my heart pounding right now, you know, my breath, just the, just the permission to even answer your, your questions and the freedom to speak so freely is mm-hmm. like, oh God, you know, my heart's pounding. Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, right? Because <laughs> it, 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 there's that vulnerability again. Yeah. Um, and, and yet, you know, I, I feel like I don't have, I don't have anything to, to hide. You know, I, it's, it, my life is, was my life and I am here now and, um, and I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's the most important part of what you just said is the ability to just be who you are and express it with what you know, because I think I, I know for me for the longest time, as I shared with you guys on Saturday's call for many years leading up to this, I, I felt like I had to have the quote unquote right answer. And until I had that right answer, I couldn't contribute to a contrib- to a conversation. And I think that's the hardest part is just understanding that whatever you know and the experience that you've been through, that's the right thing. No one can tell you that's wrong because no one has walked your shoes. No one has been on your journey. And so the things that you've gone through and the understanding and realizations and all these things that you've you've developed as part of this understanding of what it means to live this life they're all completely yours and they're all completely right and i think that's the biggest thing and and the other thing that you mentioned was this whole concept of um self-actualization and kind of manifestation of what we can be i think that's the most fascinating part about us as human beings just the ability to start with whatever you are and can turn yourself into something that you've never even imagined, but it's all within you. Every part of it, every element, every tool, everything you've ever needed to become that it's all within you. It's all about just tapping in, looking inward instead of outward and asking yourself that those questions of 
why do I, you know, why am I here? How can I contribute? How yeah. can I change someone else's life? Yeah. So it's really a fascinating process. Um, final thought for today's episode. And this is a question that I typically ask all of our, all of our guests or I started to, and you were actually able to be a part of the first group that I asked the question to. And that is how can you, or how have you been a contribution to someone else's life today? Uh, how can I, um, to deep listen with rapt attention and presence, um, heartfelt compassion, uh, the ability to give my sweet love a hug this morning and tell him, look in his eyes and tell him how much I love him. I know that was a contribution. Um, being able to look in your eyes right in this moment and thank you for the conversation and the questions you've asked and the deep listening and insights that you've offered that have really touched my heart because I was present enough to hear you. <laughs> thank you. And allow your words into my heart. So thank you so oh, much. Thank you. Thank you for, for doing this. Um, Laura, how do people find you? And what are some of the things that you have coming up that people oh, can be a part of? Yeah. Um, I'm excited that I have a book that will be launched on April 27th. It's called Live Inspired. They can reach me at uh, cherishyourworld.com, www.cherishyourworld.com. I am on LinkedIn. <clears throat> I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, Instagram Cherish Your World. I don't remember my address on LinkedIn, but <laughs> if you go, I don't think many of us do. <laughs> Laura Staley one, I don't know, but if you put, you know, Laura Staley, Cherish Your World, and I do have two websites, actually, Love Your Space, Love Your Life, and there are, and there are two books um, besides Live Inspired that were published that I'm very um, ha happy that those are out in the world, Let Go Courageously and Live With Love. And um, Cherish Your World gift book of 100 tips to enhance your home and your life. Mm. So those are other ways that people can connect with me. Mm. Through can can you give us a brief preview of what the book or what you hope the book will accomplish? Not the only for, for mm -hmm, the, the upcoming one, not only for yourself, but maybe um, other people as they pick up a, a copy. Yeah, it's an offering of a brave, deep self-discovery. Mm -hmm. it, it, it includes real stories, reflections, and poetry that poured from my heart and the wisdom that I've gleaned over the years. Um, may, it, may it open people's hearts to live true to themselves, uh, to live awake, consciously awake, joyously, and uh, beyond, and may it be a contribution to healing and people's transformations. Whoever is meant to connect with the book and those stories, um, I trust that it will find its way into their hands. That's and awesome. it's, my, it's my love offering for the world right now. 
It's amazing. Yeah, for those who haven't written a book, um, so I'm in the process of putting one myself, and it's uh, it is a journey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's a journey. It is certainly a prime example of easier said than done. Um, I used to, I once upon a time had this assumption that okay, all it's going to take is just sit down in front of a laptop and get going, and then it's done. And then I did that, and I was like. And I took it back to a couple of <laughs> my friends and close mentors and they read the whole thing and they said, okay, you're going to have to dig a little bit deeper. And, and I think that's the best advice that I've ever received when it comes to the book was only write a book that is going to transform you. <sighs> you know, it's the only thing that you can really focus on. I think is this yeah. whole concept of one person at a time, one day at a time. Yeah. That one person doesn't have to be someone else. It can be you. And I think if you really focus on you and just knowing that we as people are so much more similar than we think we are, that it's bound to hit at least one other life or touch them in a way that you didn't even imagine, you know? But I think you got to take the journey and the initiative um, to really go through it and better understand who you are, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, I, the stories are real. <laughs> they're yeah. real deal. They're vulnerable. And, um, yeah. And it has, um, now that I'm soliciting, uh, reviews and endorsements, I, I'm discovering just how vulnerable it is to have those stories in other people's hands, mm -hmm. you know, kind of the fear of their, their judgment or, or whatever. And yet, mm -hmm in that way it's still you know it's like still in process right and yet uh -huh. it transformed me even even right now i'm in the i'm in that place of toggling back and forth a little bit of the you know healing some more of maybe another residual shame or embarrassment or or whatever right because yeah. i I I reveal things about myself that, you know, in the moment, I mean, I have an understanding of why I behaved the way I did or why I said what I did or whatever, but it's, it's honest. And, um, and yet, wow, it's, it's a, it's a little scary, right? Yeah. Having been so fiercely shamed and judged, you know, for all, all different reasons, uh, mm -hmm. you know, offering this out and, and putting it in people's hands is, is a little, um, is scary, but it's, it's so worth it because you're absolutely right. It, it's transformed my life. And if, if one other person, um, it becomes that, that inspiration that they can be brave yeah. and that they can be loving uh -huh. no matter what has happened. Then I, then I, then I, I yeah. And <laughs> you never know how many people it will, that will make a difference in. You, exactly. you, I think that's the biggest thing that I think we sometimes underestimate is that the impact that you may have on that one person, you never know how many others you may have an impact on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like it can have an impact on thousands and thousands. I mean, when you look at some of the people within this lifetime that have had such a great impact, uh, Martin Luther King, Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, all these other um, leaders, it, it started the same exact way. Some, someone, someone's story, someone's narrative impacted their own view to a point where they said, Hey, I want to share this with as many people as possible. So you never know whose story that's going to be. 
You never know when it's going to come. You never know when they're going to act on it. But I think all we can do is just create that space of mutual acceptance and understanding, regardless of where we are, and just continue to hope and believe that it's possible. Yeah. You know, go through it. Beautiful. <laughs> Laura, well, I really appreciate you being a part of this and sharing your story and, and continuing to add value to my life and so many others. And so I really just appreciate you for who you are and what you've done and what you are continuing to do with your particular journey and your experiences. So thank you for being you, most importantly. Thank you. Thank you, Oleg. Thank you for this privilege and opportunity, unlike any other I've had so far on a podcast. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, feel free to join us on our weekly conversations every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Time called Courageous Conversations. This is an opportunity for you to further connect with this community and learn more about who you are. This is an opportunity for you to further dive into topics that matter most to you. If you'd like to know more information on how you can join this particular tribe, go ahead and leave us a message on overcomingodds.today. Once again, we thank you for listening and we'll look forward to having you next week.